either we are there or not, ITSB Magazine still gets the best stories. There are plenty of conferences and all sorts of events that spark our curiosity and allow us to start conversations with some of the world's brightest minds. In person or virtually, we sit down with them at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Together, we discover what the synergy of these three elements means for the future of humanity. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. CrowdSec, the collaborative and open source cybersecurity solution. Analyze behaviors, respond to attacks, and share signals across the community for free. Let's make the internet safer together. Learn more at crowdsec.net. EdgeScan offers continuous vulnerability intelligence as a service, accurately identifying vulnerabilities and exposures across the full stack. All threats are verified by cybersecurity experts, providing exploitable risk and remediation guidance, virtually false positive free. Learn more at edgescan.com. Pentera, the leader in automation security validation, allows organizations to continuously test the integrity of all cybersecurity layers by emulating real-world attacks at scale to pinpoint the exploitable vulnerabilities and prioritize remediation towards business impact. Learn more at www.pentera.io. Marco. Sean. Click your heels three times. So I go back home? What, what if I'm going to go somewhere away from home? How, how does well, that work? Let's see. Innovation happens all the time. I think three clicks might might do something different than it did uh, a few years ago. Could could be. Could or be. or maybe maybe home is hacker summer camp. That's where you now, feel. Now most. when you click three times in the modern days, your shoes get ransomware. <laughs> That's right. There's that too. Where do where do you want to go? Five uh, Bitcoin, please. Do, do, do the shoes come with a two FA now nowadays or not? You have to do three clicks and then maybe you 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 have to. They call you, and then you, you add another <laughs> another right. piece of code in there. I don't know. It's, it's getting weird already, Sean. Um, I wonder why. Well, <laughs> feels I, I like a, we have a history like a of being weird with uh, with this crew. That's for sure. It is like a circus, <laughs> and uh, we we are on the road virtually uh, to Las Vegas for Black Hat and DefCon, and I don't know. I'm, some of my favorite conversations happen in the villages or with the village teams. Uh, tons of tons of innovation, tons of cool people, and uh, I, I mean, we were talking before we started. A couple of the villages we we kicked this off with many many years ago, IoT and ICS, and we have the ICS village. Uh, a couple of the leaders on with us, Bryce and Morton, Tom Van Norman. Thanks, guys, for uh, for being on. Good to see you all again. It has been a few years, and we remember there uh, those those episodes kicking things back off and helping come up with the metaphor of the villages as a traveling circus. That's right. That, yeah, those episodes were called unusual gatherings, by the way. At the time, <laughs> yes. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And I, I had to explain a few times what I what I meant with that, right? You know, it's not because it was a, a funny thing, like you know, a circus, like a crazy thing, but a circus because it goes around eventually and we bring we bring the show to to everyone 
instead of being the people that have to come to the show, in this case, uh, DEFCON and, uh, and Las Vegas. And I think for one reason or another, and we're going to talk about this, uh, we, we got there with, uh, with the virtual uh, world that we had to start living with, with because of the pandemic, which at this point I think is the new normal and is there to stay. So we'll definitely touch on that. But before we do that, uh, Bryson and Tom, a couple of words about yourself and uh, you know how long the village has been going on and, uh, and where we're at now. Uh, Bryson, you want to get going with that? Actually, I'm going to let Tom go first because he really. Let me do that again. Credit. Tom, do you want to go? And he's get credit <laughs> since he was the original fire with that group to All right. get it All to right. where it is today. <clears throat> All right. Thank you, everyone. Hi, my name is Tom Van Norman, co founder with Bryson on the ICS Village. Let's see, we, uh, I think we're probably going on, Bryson, chime in if I'm wrong here, but I, I think it's uh, eight, maybe nine years now that we started uh, the first ICS Village uh, back in DEF CON. 21, 22. Uh, it, it, it's been an exciting uh, journey for sure. You know, back, back, back when we uh, back when we started it, no idea we'd grow it to be a a, a, a nonprofit with paying sponsors and all, all the great content that we that we have today. Uh, but you, you know, the village what it was back then is is not the same what it is now uh, our core values are still the same you know we, we go to conferences we go to uh, d different events and uh share experiences education make a you know br bring awareness to, to different technology and challenges and everything to uh to industrial control systems uh for defcon uh, d this year though we we have a we, we have a lot of really great things planned for for, for, for the event. Uh, we, we have several dozen speakers uh, lined up. We have escape room from um, from Scissor that'll be there. We have, uh, but back, back at that first of the year, we uh, merged with Maritime Village. They they, uh, they decided to uh, jump on a, a or f f fall underneath the ICS village umbrella, since there are a lot of things that uh, ha ha happen within the maritime industry that are industrial control system. Uh, so th they are bringing their their captured flag. Uh, we, we have uh, workshops from from DDS, uh, some maritime workshops, some ICS uh, workshops. We, we we just have a whole plethora of of events planned for for the three days that we're going to be there. All right, Tom, thank you for demonstrating that no plan survives first contact. <laughs> uh, so back to my introduction. <laughs> um, I'm also the, the co-founder of the ICS Village. And uh, one of the big changes that has happened um, since about where you first met us was growing really from a hacker passion project to a formal 501c3 nonprofit. And that was significant because of several things. First of all, Hacker projects mean lots of money out of our own pockets uh, because DEF CON does not uh, compensate the villages for being there. And that, that costs money to bring things. And one of the challenges we had is we work with industrial control systems, which are tend to be heavy and large. So that was always expensive and we had to pay for that. Now with formal sponsorship, that gives us a budget which allowed us to grow from just DEF CON and RSA to events uh, that we do throughout the year and a lot of virtual things that we do. Um, in addition, 
Um, we've established memorandums of understanding with Department of Energy and with the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency. So we're working with them in tandem throughout the year. I know it's it's strange because most people experience the villages just as that awesome hands-on experience at the event itself, not realizing that there's another 362 days around the year that we're doing other work and preparation for that. And then with our mission of providing education awareness around critical infrastructure, that's a large part of what we do around the year as well. Um, including we created our own conference annually called Hack the Capital, which happens every May in Washington, D.C., where we bring practitioners, the hacker community, to Washington, D.C. so that they can speak directly to the folks in power so that they're a little more aware, a little more educated before they write a law and hopefully build some relationships so that they know who to reach out and talk to. Um, the pandemic was difficult for us as a village, I think, just as it was for everyone. And this is an area where um, Tom led some really cool research because again, our stuff does not work as easily as just like throw a VM on it and have multiple concurrent people dial into it. And so Tom had to do some unique research and development to allow our village to go uh, completely virtual, um, which we still maintain the legacy of that by doing a lot of events hybrid. Um, so even though there's an in-person component, there's still a virtual component for speakers and attendees. Tom, if you want to talk about the, the virtual stuff. Absolutely. So the uh, when, when the pandemic first hit and everything went virtual, uh, we, we contacted uh, some of the vendors that we that we're already doing business with. And we got together and created a live or I'm sorry, not, not, not live, but, but a virtual interactive uh, uh, display of our hardware that we would bring to different conferences. So you, you go on our website, uh, you, you can view it now. You can, uh, you know, hear, hear, hear Bryson talk. Uh, back then, he had a little bigger beard, though, and he he, he uh, w would explain everything. But you know, it, it's pretty cool because we can go and interact with with uh, what we would normally bring to conferences. Uh, we we also hosted and streamed all of our talks. Uh, on, on, on our website. So w w whether the conference used Discord or, or one of the other various uh, streaming platforms or uh, chat platforms, we, we would go and uh, record all those talks. We'd, we'd put them up on our YouTube channel. We would post them there. Uh, but the the really neat thing is we, we're, we were able to say, go and virtualize our, our range environment. Uh, we, we were able to be online during uh, these virtual events to, to answer questions, uh, whether it be chat, uh, either text, text or voice. Uh, it, it was a struggle, but we uh, were able to work through it and bring value to different conferences. Yeah, su super cool. And and I can imagine the the number of folks that you get connected with uh, through, through that uh, means where they can't actually always make it to a conference, especially one like uh, like DefCon or, or Black Hat, and I want I'm going to roll the tape back a little bit, Bryson, because some of our listeners may not be aware of why the village or any village exists, right? Yours or others, and I'm just wondering, can you can you share what the vision, mission, objectives, goals are for the village? Because I, I I personally think that the work that you've done have have probably driven things forward in, in uh, the government space, the public sector, um, more so than maybe a breach or a uh, compromise has. <laughs> right? uh, so, yeah. so. Might be 50-50. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. yeah. So the, I mean, villages writ large are what I'd like to think of as the the old school hacker conference where you could go and you could get hands on with something with somebody who was passionate and helpful with you right there. And instead of going and hearing a presentation, you actually get to do it. Um, and then, you know, in our case, you get to see the water change color um, when you uh, tell the PLC to actuate and stay open and it changes that. So um, which uh, that's that's been a part of our exhibit for a number of years and is the exact um, same thing that happened in the attack in 2021 at the Florida water um, plant um, where they added lie or they instructed the HMI to add lie in that it's the exact same setup that we've been demonstrating. So our stuff has actual real world impact. Um, the villages, again, in general are discipline focused. So us industrial control systems, industrial control systems are those computers that change the physical world. So when you think about where does your electricity, where does your water come from? All those components of critical infrastructure is what we're there and demonstrating. And we continue to add more components as different parts of the community join us in doing that, whether it's the companies that sponsor us, whether it's individuals that participate. Um, and like uh, Tom mentioned, the inclusion of the Maritime Village. Um, uh, the reason I, I disagree that it, we've been, had a bigger impact is I look at Colonial Pipeline as an example, where um, in 2020, Chris Krebs, who was then the director of the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, and I gave a talk at RSA together and we predicted the national security threat that was coming of ransomware. So ransomware had sort of been a thing for a few years and it kind of got a little attention, but we knew that there was going to be more and it was really going to be a much more significant problem. Colonial Pipeline was that example because we often forget how much we are in our own echo chamber of jargon and ransomware was very much that jargon. Colonial Pipeline, because of its impact on the average American citizen, made it a kitchen word. It's something that they now knew, and that kind of thing is what changes the awareness in those components. Um, so a single incident like that fundamentally shifted the entire narrative and attention of this entire country. Um, and as much as I'd like to think that us in nine years of doing this throughout multiple places had as much of an impact, um, I think that was the game changer. Um, certainly, we do a lot of work with the government agencies directly in shaping regulation and policy. Um, we have to do that more in a general expert way because of 501c3, we are we are limited from specific guidance. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep putting the pad on your on your back though because yeah, I have, I have a class of students, MBA students, and they all knew about the Colonial Pipeline. So the awareness, yes, the event drives awareness, but the understanding and and how to analyze it and the impact it can have beyond that one incident and beyond that particular infrastructure. Um, I, I think you guys have done a tremendous job because it, it's the, it's the big picture of how do we move forward, not that just something happened. Right. So um, yeah, I don't want to sound like a commercial here, but I, I really appreciate what, what you're doing. And then the other villages as well, um, each in their own domain, helping to, do the research and raise awareness and have the conversations with government entities to, to help move things forward. So, yeah, well, you know, the, the way I see it, Sean, it's, it's the fact that you guys, uh, and this is the profession in general, you have been yelling and alerting everyone that these things could happen. 
right? And I'm not just talking about the the ICS, but you know all the other villages. And and then things really happen. Now, I'm not saying you you brought you know bad luck because it wasn't going to happen anyway. But then when it did happen, people would know who to go to talk to. So you know, go talk to to the news and get the opinion. And you know, we in a way we we were already there. Uh, this said, I think like I love when you said Bryson the 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 kitchen talk that what you what you refer to as uh, you know the now people know what it is. And I think even other events, recent events, started to show how everything really connected is from real, like the pipes, the gas pipes, you can turn it on and off and the entire globe is affected by it. And, uh, and then it's easy at that point to think, well, that, that's voluntarily done, but it could be done voluntarily, but by cyber criminals. And that's a different, different story. So how... How do you feel your role has been with the general public? I mean, have you been able to bring this circus to the public or are you still working on it? How far is it? Um, eh, it's that's tough. So we're, we're looking at different virtual exercises and things that we can do to do that. Um, we've partnered with uh, multiple think tanks as a way to do that as well. So the Wilson Center. Um, our Street Institute, the Atlantic Council have all been uh, partners at various stages with trying to um, do that kind of engagement. But it, it's it's hard because how, how do you get that access? I mean, Colonial got us on the news multiple times. Um, we even had a sit down that still is not aired with CBS where we went through. Tom spent a lot of time putting together a, a detailed demonstration of exactly what happened with the Florida water hack, where we recreated the entire attack chain um, to physical demonstration. And then as always, the news moves on. Um, so as far as that segment still is not aired, I don't know if it ever will. Um, Tom, anything you want to add to that? No, uh, other than uh, your operation, we, we, we spent a tremendous amount of time on that. And uh, hey, news changes all the time. You know, some, something new came up, and uh, focus got shifted on other things. So, talk talking about shift of focus, and we we spent some time with the Maritime Village uh, a few years back. Last time we were in person in uh, in Vegas, and um, I don't know. In, in our conversations with them, we we often looked at the the sea. Right, so obviously boats and and things like that connecting to satellites. So my my natural inclination would, would be that they would roll under maybe the aerospace village or the where they where they're working with satellites and those types of communications. Uh, I find it interesting that they they've rolled in under ICS. Can you maybe share a little bit of why sure. that is so, and how that fits in? One. Um, Maritime is not just boats, right? Maritime is also port infrastructure. Um, sat satellites uh, are really just backbone overhaul, right? Commun communications. Um, an example of that that we've seen in Ukraine, right, is on that first day, uh, the Russians attacked uh, the SATCOM provider Viasat. Um, and the impact on that was to 5,800 wind turbines in Germany because they depended on that infrastructure. Um, so I think what you start to see is 
the interconnected nature of infrastructure means you could skin these things a lot of different ways? With, with, uh, with, with, with the transformation of, of the plant floor now, you know, you, you take the, your, your sensing elements, your transmitters, your all, 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 all your components out, out there on, on your plant floor, they're, they're communicating up to the cloud. They're communicating maybe not through satellite, but they are going across some sort of uh, internet backhaul capability up to up to the cloud for processing and stuff like that. So you, you have similar things with maritime, with, with, with ships communicating, in this case, you know, satellite or, or radio up to a cloud provider to do something and back down to shipboard and or to uh to land and things like that so the there's a lot of similarities there but when you go down to the actual uh control of the vessels or control the cranes and moving cargo and stuff like that there's a lot of the similar hardware uh that, that you'll find from major manufacturers uh you know from 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 your Turbines or motors that that turn your you know, propulsion systems all the way to uh, you know how how the cranes operate. You're going to find sensing elements. You're going to find switches and communications and Ethernet networks and serial networks and all of that stuff. So there there are a lot of technologies that overlap between the two. Yeah, it, it, it makes sense. Definitely does make sense, and. I want to stick with you, Tom. Uh, you mentioned a couple things, and I'm going to I'm going to have you describe a little more the the escape room. What what is the escape room you're doing, sir? So, uh, the escape room is a is a room that that the uh, folks from INL are going to or Idaho National Labs are bringing to DEFCON. For, for, first time that they're doing it, we're super excited. They have their their own dedicated room. You sign up. Uh, you show up in person. I, I, uh, I don't know how many people they're going to have uh, go through it once, but it takes about 45 minutes to an hour to go through. And uh, you have to go in there and you have to solve challenges. They would not share the challenges with us ahead of time. Uh, they keep that under close hold uh, for, for, uh, for good reasons there. But it's a, um, it's a game uh, th that you're going to play in person. Uh, I had the opportunity to go out to uh, Idaho National Labs back in January and run through one of the escape, escape rooms that they have. Uh, the, the one I ran through w w was a space theme where you had to start the HVAC system up on the uh, on the uh, space station before everybody perished. Uh, th they're not bringing that one; they're bringing this, a, a different one. But it, it, it's pretty cool. You know, the, the, you have to work. As a team, you have no idea who your team members are unless all your buddies go and sign up at the same time and get the same slot. But you're working uh, most of the time with strangers to go through and solve the challenges, solve the puzzles in order to uh, complete the objective of the, of the room. And this is the world debut of the full escape room. We did a small version at our Hack the Capital uh, this past May. Um, and won't share who, but we are going to be doing a special closed VIP session with uh, somebody important. Mm. Nice. Okay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to make I'm, guess. I'm going to uh, guess. I We're do gonna, have an idea. Sit here until we guess. All right. Oh, go ahead, Mark. Oh, oh no, I just want to stick with, the, with this because I feel like the, the gaming element has always sure. been a very important um, learning tool. And sometimes I think, 
over overlooked by the traditional educational system where you know everything is much more strict but you know it's been proven that when you participate and you and you interact with a group of people and you're actually having fun and resolving you know real life even if it's virtual thing it's uh it helps you to understand much much more and i feel like i'm just like throwing it there maybe you're already thinking about that for the future but like I'm assuming maybe in a virtual environment, even uh, people that are not there at uh, the the village in in Las Vegas could eventually do a portion of the game or anything like that. I mean, I'm just thinking about the future and how to get involved more people. So the capture of the flag, that's part of what I was trying to, to highlight with what Tom had done, that was turned completely virtual. And he created this really neat middleware to... Um, time slice access to these physical devices, which are not built to handle concurrent connections. Um, so that's that's a part that we continue to bring forward. Um, we've also been doing exploration with augmented reality. If you go to our website, icsvillage.com, um, there's actually an augmented reality overlay um, with our um, main wall um, and me virtually like explaining things as you click on it. And that's something we're, we're trying to go further with because that, that enhances that. And um, real credit on a lot of those ideas to um, Nina over at the Biohacking Village, who's been a true pioneer on that kind of technology. Tom? It, it, the, the, uh, one more comment about the escape room there. The, uh, the thing that sets that apart with a lot of different, uh, a lot of other activities are, you have to talk to everybody. You know, you just can't go in and, and, and do it by yourself. It's a for socialization. You must talk to the other people on your team. If you don't, do not communicate. Uh, you, you just won't be successful at it. Uh, you know, when, when we go to the virtual environment, it's really easy for nobody to talk to anybody. But when we're into these escape rooms and these other uh, in-person events, you must communicate to your partners, to your, to your teammates, or you will not be successful. Um, the, the escape room, you, know, you, you go in there and look at it and, uh, you know, you, you find a, a, a bunch of objects, you know, they, they, they put stuff on the walls and tables and stuff like that. And they tell a really good story, but you know, you say, Hey, there, there's a, a cash box, for example, with a, with a little, uh, lock on it. Um, just simple devices, but you have to be able to find a combination in order to find a combination. You have to talk to the people to the left and right of you. Uh, you have to be able to communicate in order to be successful at that. And that, that, that's what I find uh, most exciting about the uh, escape rooms is, Hey, we're getting back in the same room. We're talking, we're, we're, we're solving a common uh, problem here. I don't know who wants to go with this, but I, I want to talk about the, the workshops. Cause I think we, we talked a bit about awareness, but then following that is the understanding, right? What, what happened? Why did it happen? Where would it happen again next? What can we prepare for? And I believe a lot of the, the stuff that comes through the workshops uh, helps the community with that understanding, right? Research is being done, tools that have been developed. Um, who, who can share what some of the workshops are? And maybe I don't know if there are presentations as well. Kind of what, what can people expect in the few days of the village? And in, in addition to the escape room and the, and the maritime CTF, the uh, so right now we have uh, we have several workshops planned. One of them is a uh, uh, DDS, Defense Digital Services. They have a microgrid workshop that they had at uh, Hack the Capital 
back in May, uh, they're going to bring the same one to DEF CON. That's going to run the entire conference. Uh, Phantom 5 is going to put on a maritime-based workshop. Uh, that, that You have to look at our schedule. It runs a couple of times during the, uh, during the event. And we're still in the final uh, phases of, of trying to get an ICS workshop uh, scheduled in there. The, the, the workshop by DDS and, and Phantom 5, uh, they, they are uh, time-consuming. They do take up a lot of the schedule. But definitely stop by and, and take a look uh, to both the maritime and the microgrid workshop. Very, very cool. Uh, it sounds exciting. And I would like to kind of finish this conversation preparing the audience, letting them know that we will connect with you guys live streaming during the event. So kind of cool for us uh, to actually show everyone that maybe they've never seen uh, what it's like uh, to be in a village, uh, DEF CON. And uh, so we're definitely looking forward to, to that one. And I would love we're gonna, to... Be- that'll be live streamed on YouTube and, and social media, but we'll link to the, the live uh, YouTube uh, stream so folks can, can catch us for that. Yep. So we'll definitely see uh, in person this... Uh, this tremendous event that it's really, really important, these and all the other villages. And I'd love to leave you guys a couple of minutes, uh, both of you, to make a call to action for the people that will be at DEFCON and, uh, you know, why should they come to the village, say hi, of course, but also, you know, to to see all the things we've been talking about now. So a couple of minutes each, and uh, then you can close for us so we can just leave right now. Hey, the the uh, so uh, reasons to reasons to come to uh, you know the ICH village to see Bryce and myself and and the uh, the countless sponsors that that we have there. Uh, you know we we are one of the uh, original villages there. We've been going for we'll say eight years now. Uh, we put a lot of time and effort, sweat into this. Uh, we feel as though we have a, a great schedule between the escape room the. The, the 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 capture the flag the several dozen talks that we have the, the different workshops um, we are bringing a, a a a VR component this year to to, to our demo room so the folks at INL they're they're also bringing that we can put on the uh, the, uh, the the glasses and and look back at I don't know national labs and see the different seller skids that they have and interact with them so. We we have a uh, a very large space. We have over six thousand square feet of a uh, space in in Caesar's Forum this year. So by all means, stop by, talk talk to Bryce and myself, or any of the uh, any any of the event or any of the sponsors. We could not have done this without the the, the help and collaboration of uh, of our sponsors, of our uh, volunteers, and all the other people that that chipped in and helped us. Because it matters to you. Data, if it gets who, lost. Who is you? Who is you? I mean, There's a the whole, whole range of people. The audience. You, you asked us to speak to the audience of why they should. And because is it policymakers, hackers? Who do you want there? Personally? All of you. Uh, you. You is, a, you is everyone listening, right? And why? Because this is what modern society rests on. If we lose water, electricity, or finance, we go to the Stone Ages overnight immediately. The impact of critical infrastructure 
is not one of, again, like what is the real damage of data that's constantly being debated? It's this many millions for a breach or this or that. Ours is measured in loss of life in real damage to people. Uh, this is again, the physical world. It is not the abstract world of computers and it affects all of us. It is a society challenge. Um, so please join us to learn more about it and help us help all of us. Yep. So I like that call to challenge, uh, join, join the team, uh, virtually in person, uh, Las Vegas or online, your choice. And yeah, lot, lots of ways to engage, lots of ways to learn, lots of ways to uh, make make a difference. And, I, I do uh, want to add one thing. So please go for it. it. This all seems like very scary and technical and is not the traditional computer that everybody knows that sits on their desktop or the computer that they hold in their hand. I assure you that our village has a principle that I call the spouse test. Nothing in our village is allowed to have content that is not so accessible that just like if you work in IT and you have to explain to your spouse what you do, that's how our village is designed. Everything is there that you don't have to know anything to learn something and to get something out of it. If you're an expert, the, the rabbit hole goes pretty deep, but anybody could benefit from this. So you don't have to know and don't feel intimidated that you don't prior. That's our job. Excellent point. Excellent. Even I can Everybody. understand something. I wouldn't go that far. So easy a Marco can do it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, on, on a serious note, um, for everybody listening, please do join uh, Tom and Bryson in the ICS Village. And uh, please do continue to join us for our live stream with them from the event and for all of our coverage of Black Hat and DEF CON for all, all a part of Hacker Summer Camp Week there in Las Vegas. Uh, there'll be links to the Village website, icsvillage.com, I believe it is. Uh, there are social handles, perhaps the Discord, and everything else uh, that you need to know to connect with, uh, with Tom and Bryson and the crew there uh, in Vegas and beyond. Uh, it's not a one-shot deal. Keep, keep uh, the circus going. So thanks, everybody. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Bryson. Good Thank to catch you. up with you. Pentera, the leader in automation security validation, allows organizations to continuously test the integrity of all cybersecurity layers by emulating real-world attacks at scale to pinpoint the exploitable vulnerabilities and prioritize remediation towards business impact. Learn more at www.pentera.io. EdgeScan offers continuous vulnerability intelligence as a service, accurately identifying vulnerabilities and exposures across the full stack. All threats are verified by cybersecurity experts, providing exploitable risk and remediation guidance, virtually false positive free. Learn more at edgescan.com. CrowdSec, the collaborative and open source cybersecurity solution. Analyze behaviors, respond to attacks, and share signals across the community for free. Let's make the internet safer together. Learn more at crowdsec.net. We hope you enjoyed this episode of our on-location conversation. If you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share itsbmagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. 
If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.